Hey there, Ani here from the Moms Without Capes, and today I wanted to take some time to reflect on the Moms Without Capes self-care challenge that was held the first week of February. At the time of this recording, that was last week, and my goal is to help those who may not have gotten the opportunity to participate in the challenge, but you still would like to learn what it means to fill your cup and reap the benefits of self-care. And so during today's episode, I will share with you what we did each day of the challenge, as well as give you some ideas of what the moms who participated, what they did, so that you can get an idea of what that looks like so that you can start practicing self-care in your own life. The self-care challenge took place inside the Moms Without Capes Facebook group. If you're not already a member of that, I really do encourage you to join the group. It's a great place to learn how to hang up your cape and put yourself on your to-do list. The challenge was for moms who do not regularly practice self-care. I walked participants through the five pillars of self-care, which include physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and social. And each day we focused on just one of these areas. And the mission of the day included making the decision about what you will do and looking at the day ahead and planning for when you will do the practice, whatever it is that you chose to do. The reason I encouraged participants to decide on the what and the when is because, as you know, self-care doesn't happen unless you are intentional about it. Many of us either don't even put ourselves on our to-do list, or if we do, it is last. We are so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that we don't have the time, the energy, or the space to fill our cups. And so through this challenge, the goal of the challenge was to help you see that it was absolutely possible when you are intentional to make time and space for yourself. On day one, we focused on physical self-care, which is all about taking care of your body. This is usually what you think about when you think about self-care, right? Taking a shower, brushing your teeth, taking care of yourself, your physical self. And so I want to share some of the things that the moms without capes inside our group who participated in the challenge, what they did on day one of the challenge. So a few moms decided to pamper themselves a bit. They went and got their eyebrows waxed, got their hair done, did their nails. Quite a few moms focused on making sure that they were hydrated because drinking enough water during the day is a part of taking care of your physical health. And so some took up the challenge and made sure that they were making getting enough water as well as exercise, moving their body. Um, we had a few that rode their Peloton, got out and took some walks and made sure that they were taking care of their body and paying that extra attention that we may have been neglecting in the past. 
Day two had moms paying attention and taking care of their emotional and mental health. And this meant that they were getting in touch with their feelings, their thoughts, what they were grateful for. That was a big one on um, for the moms who participated in the challenge. A lot of them started some gratitude journaling and some started doing some affirmations, some meditations, and just making sure that they were doing something that improved their mental health. Something that I noticed quite a few of the Moms Without Capes Facebook group were doing were engaging in therapy, which is awesome. It's an awesome way to practice emotional self-care and take care of your mental health. Day three had participants focusing on their spiritual self. And some of the ideas that moms did or made sure that they were practicing that day were ensuring that they had some quiet time. And that quiet time could have been spent praying. Well, not could have been. It was spent praying, doing some yoga, again, doing that gratitude list, making sure that you're paying attention to things that you are grateful for. That will go a long way in helping you feel content. Some chose to sit outside and that's spiritual self-care includes connecting with the wider universe and getting out in nature. Um, some moms, I'm, I'm looking down the list now as I'm doing this. That's why there might be some pauses. Um, but praying, yoga, doing some Bible studies, and spiritual self-care does not need to be specific to a certain religion. I just want to make that clear. It's just taking care of your soul. And so whether that is praying or doing devotions, um, just sitting quietly and getting in touch with being more mindful falls under that spiritual self-care. And again, all of these are inside the Facebook group. All of these ideas, you can get in there and um, at least for a limited time, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast episode, but for a limited time, if you're catching this at, as it releases, then get in there and check out the underneath the accountability post for each day. You will be able to see for yourself some ideas of how the moms who participate in this challenge practice self-care each day it might get you some ideas and self-care doesn't let me just make it clear that self-care doesn't need to be done alone um i had a few moms that practiced self-care and brought their kids and their families into the challenge and so for example i'm reading right now um one mom did cosmic yoga and she did it with her kids and she said her four-year-old absolutely loved it and so it's good for, for you and your kids. And what an amazing example you're being for your kids to show them that you don't need to sacrifice your own wants and needs. You still can make time to fill your own cup and still take care of all that you need to take care of. So I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that, that self-care doesn't mean that you're doing it by yourself. Day four had moms 
taking care of their intellectual self. And what that means is that we were focusing on stimulating our mind, challenging our mind, maybe using different areas of it in order to grow it, right? And take care of our mind. During this day, we had lots of moms who chose to read, which is my favorite way to practice intellectual self-care for sure. Making sure that you are stimulating your mind by learning new knowledge, learning new skills, taking the time in your day to activate various parts of your brain. Um, whether you are reading books, like just good old fashioned paper books, or listening to audible, audible books or audio books, which was something that seemed to be common among some of the participants. Playing instruments was a way that um, some moms chose to practice intellectual self-care, listening to podcasts, learning some, diving into, you know, a language that you may have gotten rusty in the past few years. I know for myself, I have it as one of my goals over the next year to relearn Italian. I love languages. This is a little behind the scenes information about myself. I absolutely love languages. And when I was in high school, I decided to, I took Spanish and I ended up doing that all four years. And then my junior and senior year, I also took French and German, which were the other two languages that my high school offered. And then in college, I continued to take Spanish and also took Italian. And I took Italian in my college and then also um, in an outside group and became really proficient in it. Um, you know, I was pretty much, I could speak Spanish and Italian very well. I loved the Italian language and got to a point where I was actually um, doing some readings in Italian masses. I was in a conversational, but I was in conversational Italian and I knew it really well. I even went to Italy and studied abroad for a summer and just, I loved the language, but then life happened, right? I got married, I started having kids and I couldn't even tell you right now a sentence in Italian. And I know that it's probably like riding a bike, like once I start getting back into it, it'll come back to me. But I just need to, again, be intentional about that, right? And we've got, I've got a trip coming up next summer, which is, I'm so excited for it. Um, it's with my high schoolers, my twins. We'll all be going to Europe next summer just for 10 days. And we're going to Italy and Spain. And so one of my goals is to get back in there and brush up on my Italian and my Spanish. So I will definitely be practicing some intellectual self-care in the next year. So then finally, on day five of the self-care challenge, we focused on social self-care. And this is all about building relationships, investing in the relationships that you have and making new ones. It also includes knowing which relationships are toxic so that you can build up boundaries to be able to keep them at bay or even to get out of the relationship altogether. 
So the moms that participated in this challenge and in day five of the challenge posted that they went out with friends, they made date nights with their husbands or the, and their partners. Um, one decided to call a friend or an aunt, go into the movies with their husbands, spending time on the phone catching up with friends. And again, this could be old friends, new friends. Um, one mom, she has a friend that's in the Moms Without Capes Facebook group. And so she reached out and said, let's get together. So making those connections inside and outside of the Moms Without Capes Facebook group are awesome. You have this opportunity. If you are a member of the Moms Without Capes Facebook group, you have an this opportunity to engage and connect with the other moms. Every month I hold a Moms Without Capes social lunch break. And this is just a low key casual event where we hold it on a Zoom call. There's only a few moms that come. So when you come to this, you're not walking into a room full of moms that you don't know or a room full of women you don't know. There's usually only a few moms that attend this event and it happens every month. This one is coming up depending on when you're listening to this episode, this um, the one in February will be happening on the 17th at 11 Mountain Time, 1 Eastern. It's always at the same time. The date changes, usually about the second or third week of each month. But if you're a member of the group, you will get the notifications and you'll be able to see it in the event section. This is a great opportunity to get to know other moms and to build connections because making friends as a mom or as an adult is pretty hard. In fact, I, I'm doing a podcast episode about it. I interviewed a friend. Um, it's going to be episode 51, so it isn't around yet. I'd look for it in a few weeks. But in that episode, you will. Um, we talk about how hard it is to make friends as an adult, and we brainstorm some strategies that may help you get over, you know, if you're experiencing social anxiety or get over that hump of um, whatever it is that's blocking your way from reaching out and investing in relationships and forming new relationships. So check that out um, or be on the lookout for the Facebook group or for the podcast episode, excuse me. But in the meantime, jump into the group. Make some connections. Come to the social lunch breaks that are happening every month. You need to be intentional. And social self-care is no different. The cool thing about social self-care is you can practice self-care under all of the pillars while engaging in social self-care. And that actually, that is with all of the pillars. They cross over. Like I said, the, the making the gratitude list, women that they had chose um, creating a gratitude list in both the emotional and the spiritual day. Getting outside, getting outside with friends, exercising. You've got three pillars right there. You've got the spiritual self-care. Actually, you have four. Four pillars right there because you've got the getting outside and that is the spiritual self-care. With friends, that's the social self-care exercising that's the physical self-care and exercise has been tied to 
mental health and improving your mental health. There's a huge, there's a really strong connection there between exercise and mental health. And so there you go. You can get outside with friends and take a walk and you are, that's a huge, or not a huge, but that is a self-care practice that would fall under all of the pillars or four of the five pillars of self-care. It could probably even fall into five because you are engaging and talking with that friend and that is going to be activating certain parts of your brain and in fact being intellectual self-care. So that's a great way to practice self-care. So if you're still stumped for ideas of how to practice self-care and get the benefits of practicing self-care, such as feeling less overwhelmed and feeling more put together, once you start making time for yourself, you'll realize that the effects of that ripple out to your family because you are more calm, more put together, less mom brain, less brain fog, you know, just feeling better. It elevates your mood. And mentally, like, it puts you in a different space. And that is going to ripple out and affect how you are responding to your family, how you are taking care of your family, and all of those people that you love, your relationships, the way you interact. It changes everything. It is a complete game changer. And so if you are stumped for ideas on what you can do to fill your cup. I've got an amazing resource. It's completely free and it will list for you. I've listed out just some areas underneath the five pillars that you can start. It's a great starting point, especially if you are new to self-care and you're not used to putting yourself on your to-do list. It's a great way to start shifting the way you feel about yourself is, is to take action that goes against how you feel about yourself. So, you know, that self-criticism and the self-doubts and the unrealistic expectations that keep you playing small, if you don't feel like you are worthy or important enough to focus on, taking action against those feelings are going to help you get to a new level. There's other things that need to change as well. And so grab the list in the show notes, I put the link for you to grab that list of self-care ideas, but I want to challenge you. I know the challenge is over, but I want, to, I want a new challenge for you. I want to challenge you to fall in love with yourself. Back when I started making myself a priority, I had a lot of mindset shifts that I had to, I had to make. One, I thought that everything had to be perfect. I thought the stars had to line up in order for me to do something for myself. I had a lot of feelings of guilt, resentment, shame, um, just a lot of negative emotions that were coming up, which kept me from focusing on myself, right? Like, I'm not saying that I never did anything for myself, because I did. Um, But those negative emotions kept me playing small and really kept me from doing things as often as I needed to be doing them for myself. And since then, I've learned how to navigate those emotions. Learned what was, you know, what were the expectations I held about myself and about being a good mom? 
and about my husband and about my kids. Like there were so many things that were going on in my mind that needed to change in order for me to feel better about putting myself on my to-do list. I had to fall in love with myself. I had to improve my self-esteem because for a long time I felt that I had to sacrifice, I believed that I had to sacrifice who I was for my family. And I found that it was, it was damaging my family. It wasn't, you know, God gave me my strengths and my gifts and my talents to be used, not to be put on the side burner. God gave me big dreams. And I thought that I had to sacrifice my dreams. And I was, I always thought, oh, well, when my youngest gets 18, when my youngest moves out of the house, then I can finally do things that I love in doing and enjoy doing. But I didn't, I, I realized that I did not have to wait, but it took me really digging deep and doing some self-discovery exercises, taking action against the beliefs that I held, as well as changing those beliefs and finally believing that I am worthy of focusing on. I am worthy of living my dreams. We only get one life. And it's up to us. We are 100% responsible for our own lives. It is up to us to make sure that we are living our best life. And that means being our best version. I can help you get there. I've been through it. I've learned what it takes. And I also have the background. I have that mental health background that I learned specific scientifically proven strategies that can help you fall in love with yourself, improve your self-esteem, quiet the inner mean girl, set up healthy boundaries, get rid of the perfectionism and the people pleasing and all of those things that are keeping you playing small. Let's talk. Jump on a call with me and it's momswithoutcapes.com backslash love yourself. Let's talk about working together to helping you fall, to help you fall in love with yourself and change your life. Change the way you feel about yourself, which will in turn elevate your life. Check out the show notes for that link and let's talk. All right. I want to thank you for joining me today on the Moms Without Capes podcast. As always, take care of yourself and I will see you in the next episode.